What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Comics Cast Quarantine Edition. I'm your host, Tanner Kirby, alongside my friends and family, Mr. Mr. Jimmy Comics himself, Riley That's me. Davis. That Hello, is you. Wow. And the man who is never wrong, Wyatt Smith. I'm just happy to be here. Yes, oh, yes. yeah. That's right, Wyatt. Uh, so we will begin uh, the Jimmy Comics cast, which this cast is mainly about talking about comics, books, in movies, TV, books, uh, everything that everything under the sun related to comic books. This is what this podcast is about. But we start out this podcast the same way every single month, which is what have you read this month? Oh, boy, Riley. Riley so, just told me before the cast I want it to be known that <laughs> he has 10 comic books that yeah. he has read this month, so I'm really scared, but, you know, um, we'll be all right. We're going to get through it together. Yeah, Maybe. Riley, just tell me when you want to take a break and let one of us step in, okay? <laughs> I sure will. All yeah. right, so um, one of the things I read this month was issues 21 through 30 of Immortal Hulk. Um, still good, still really cool stuff. Um, in volume five, this one, uh, Hulk is like, did I tell you that there's like four different like Hulks now? You've got no. the, the is stupid, it, I assume it's gray, red. Yeah. He, Joe fakes it, um, is the it's, gray Hulk. You've got like the stupid Hulk smash. Um, you've got, well, you got banner and you've also got like the smart Hulk, which is really scary. He's, like, really evil and stuff. Evil Hulk. So that Hulk um, takes over this base of operations that has been hunting him this whole time. He, mm-hmm. he shows up, he beats everybody, and he just takes the place. And there's a shot of him just sitting on some big throne. It's really cool. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of what happens um, in this volume. I think it's next issue. But the art is still really good. It's super gory, but it's it's so detailed and stuff. It's um, written by Al Ewing still and drawn by Joe Bennett. There's the shot of Hulk on the throne. You can see that. Yeah, it's that's cool. cool. Yeah. So read that, and this is volume six, and there's this big like yeti creature that they send the after yeti. Him. but don't be fooled they don't send him after the hulk until the last page really is when he Aww. shows up so next volume we'll probably get that fight but that's so what stupid. you're saying is they're liars <laughs> you're a liar um, you're a big fat phony <laughs> you're a phony the, the a big, big fat phony yeah the big chunk of this book was um this like mobster type dude called the minotaur and he's a literal giant minotaur he looks terrible and he's like he's the one that was behind the task force to capture hulk agents of smash no like some kind of gamma thing they had i don't remember what they called it but there's the minotaur the minotaur yeah he's like He's he's super big and you would think he'd be cool in a fight, but like he doesn't fight Hulk at all. 
he's mainly a businessman, CEO guy. Um, he already knows that like he has no chance against the Hulk because the Hulk's just too powerful. Well, who does have a chance against the Hulk? Let's right. Be honest. I mean, that, that's a good Thor. Point. So, I read those. I also finally got to read um, Avengers: The Kree Scroll War. Ooh, old. This is a pretty famous storyline. It is from the, uh, I think the seventies. It's by Ooh, Roy the Thomas. 70s. Roy Thomas, Sal Buscema, and it's got quite a bit of it drawn by Neil Adams. Dude, mm. so he charges some, like eighty dollars at cards. Yeah, he does, but he's uh, <laughs> he is a very groundbreaking artist, and the stuff in here is really good. Um, one of the most famous parts of this is like um, when Ant Man goes into inside of the Vision to fix him. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with him, and he goes through his his body to fix him. And it's a oh, it's a no. lot like uh, what was that show where the the guy like you remember the cartoon where the guys in there with a bunch of germs and stuff. You mean Osmosis? Jones? Osmosis yes. Jones. It's a lot like that. I, I do I enjoy me some Osmosis Jones. Jones. That was Chris Rock, wasn't it? It was. I guess so. Look at I me think knowing so. things. Yeah, here's some really cool Neil Adams art. That's a big close-up of the vision. And That's a face. Then he goes inside. It's just really, really modern art for the time. You, you didn't really mm-hmm. see a lot of this back then. I noticed that it does look very good. Yeah. And basically, it was a big battle between the Kree and the Skrulls, and... The Avengers got involved in the middle of it. The scrolls like kidnapped uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And Vision got mad at that. I'm pretty sure. Well, th- at this point, Vision <laughs> was like starting. He was starting to fall in love with Wanda, so he was yeah he really cared. But he he was kind of confused because he he's never felt any anything like that before. So that was like the very beginning of that relationship. Um, who else? Uh, Captain Marvel obviously is a big part of the story, um, because he is one of the Kree, so he's in the middle of that big conflict. My knowledge of this whole storyline is from the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes cartoon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They did that exact same storyline. Yeah. With did Captain they have, Marvel, but they had like the man. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's I'm, a good show if you've I'm never interested. It. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm really interested in, in the the old classic Captain Marvel because mm-hmm. like you don't see him anymore because he's he's dead in the comics. They haven't brought him back, so they made him a lady. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's in here too. Carol Danvers is. Carol. Yeah, she was a character like. Pretty prominent. Carol character. Baskins. I was about like to a say, regular not a good time to be named Carol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys want to jump in? I can. Go ahead, Wyatt. Alrighty. I j- I've only read one thing, but I've been playing two things. I'll start with what I've read. And this is uh, in uh, preparation for our next novel nook, which is uh, going to be the end of the Eric Nyland Halo books. Halo Ghost of Onyx, where 
we at this point in the Halo universe, it's set uh, during Halo 2, between Halo 2, Halo 3, kind of. So Master Chief isn't really in this book at all. Uh, we follow a new Spartan. That uh, He's newly, uh, a new character. We've never really uh, met him before. His name is Kurt. His number designation is 051. And he got kidnapped in the 2530s by more humans. He didn't get kidnapped by aliens. He got kidnapped by members of the Office of Naval Intelligence, and they're the people who run the Spartan program, like the original and the Spartan 2 program. So they wanted him to train a third generation of Spartans, the Spartan 3s, but these aren't the super soldiers like the Spartan 2s. These are expendable soldiers meant to buy humanity time they're supposed to go on suicide missions so this explores that their training and uh the psychological effect that has on kurt because he's literally training them to die and uh we get forerunner stuff because the base where the spartans are trained has forerunner uh installations on it and we see where Dr. Halsey and Kelly, another Spartan, went in the last book, Halo Fall, uh, not Fall Reach, uh, Operation First Strike. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very good. We'll get into detail when we do the novel nook. Yeah. Oh, right quick. Did they, like, how much, like, super soldier type stuff did they do to the Spartan 3s? Okay, Spartan 3s are pretty uh, much, their augmentations are not as extreme, and they're not as good. They're, it's very marginal, like they're still very, very physically augmented, but the main difference is that they did not receive any form of Milner power armor like the Spartan 2s eventually got. Some of them did with with Halo Reach, the game and all, but the majority of them use something called semi-powered infiltration armor, SPI, spy armor, and it doesn't have shields or anything like that. It does have these photoreactive panels, and that basically allows it to blend into the environment, so it basically makes the wearer invisible. So you're trading protection for stealth. Okay. I love how passionate Wyatt is about Halo mythology <laughs> and stuff. I am. I'm passionate a about a lot of Doctor Who knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I'm passionate about a lot of tech and stuff. I just These are the love... Mondasian Cybermen. They were on the 10th planet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love sci-fi tech and just exploring that. We all like that. Doctor Who, though. That's yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's over. R.I.P. It's over. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> um, so I also read. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Batman Universe. It was. Uh, um, is that the Walmart title? It Batman? is. The, it's the Walmart Batman Good, story. Because I also read a Walmart. Story. Walmart Batman. Story. It's by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Um, now, what, Riley? What is this relationship with DC Comics and Walmart? Uh, it was just that, as far as I know. I They're haven't just, seen any. They get things. exclusive stories and stuff, and then well, they get in the book section, I guess. So what they did was they're like a hundred pages or something like that. They're pretty thick, but it would be With two C's. It would be like a ten-page, twelve-page new content story at the beginning, and then everything else would be re- 
chunks of reprints from other stories. Oh. But, it, but it's all that character that's on the cover. Right? Okay, so that makes sense. This story is... It used to be the exclusive Walmart story, but now they've went back and put it in a trade altogether. So it did come out in 12-page segments every week or month. I don't know what they did for release, but um, now it's in one big story, and it was only like 120 pages, I think. It wasn't much at all total, but um, overall, I thought it was a fun story. It reminded me a lot of the uh, Brave and the Bold type stories. It wasn't like serious Batman at all. It was like team-ups and jokes and stuff like that um so it was fun yeah i've i've run into people recently saying dc is too serious and i'm just like plastic yeah, man right Kite man hell yeah <laughs> i would just point them to the the brave and the bold show mm-hmm. like that that alone encapsulates that encapsulates Not if you want fans you don't <laughs> that encapsulates the entire like 70s and it backward does. era like yeah. that's how comics were zirinar yeah, all that stuff. The, I remember the first episode featured Plastic Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the It actually Go shows him in the stuff like that. Stuff. What was that, Tanner? I said even the Teen Titans Go show and stuff like that. I've actually heard... And more kids-like stuff. I've actually heard it's actually like, decent from a lot of people. You watched the movie, didn't you, Riley? The movie was good. The movie was really yeah. good. Yeah, I've yeah. heard the movie was good. I love how they um, got Stan Lee in it. Yeah, that was cool. And they're making a crossover between that and the original Teen Titans show. I don't they know are. when that is. Yeah. But they're supposed that, to be bringing back all the old actors. That was a good for, show when I was That living. was. I don't know what how they're going to do a crossover. Name? Tara. Raven. Tara. Tara. Yeah. Tara, yeah. Little kid Tanner thought that was his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I always went for Raven. I enjoyed Tara. Wyatt, that is the least surprising thing you've said all day. Did he say Raven? I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> I think most people yeah. was Raven. He's the, about them big titty golf golf girls, right? Yeah, Tara was big my titty girl. golf GF. Um, blue eyes, what do you know? But like, I've seen some people, and like, I even listened to some people talk about it. But this Batman Universe book, and they they were like praising it as like the best Batman book in the last several years and I'm like I don't know if I go that far <laughs> you know like it was a lot of fun and it features a lot of different characters and the uh, the big bad ends up being uh, uh, what's his name the immortal guy uh, Savage oh Vandal Savage Vandal yeah, Savage. yeah, yeah. I like um, Vandal Savage and it was cool. And I also, preferred his Dexter's Laboratory version better, though. <laughs> I, um, the big gorilla man. Yeah. I will say, at the very beginning, first page, there's a really cool scene where you're in the bat, the bat plane or whatever, and it's first person. So you're Batman, and you're, like, flying this thing and doing all the controls and stuff. I thought that was pretty unique. Yeah, that's, really that's that. cool. cool. Yeah, but overall, pretty fun. Um, not that I would want the regular Batman title to be that, um, mm-hmm. but it was a, a fun story. 
So. Yeah, you you have a love hate or some sort of relationship with Michael Bendis works like some yeah, of its hit he, and some of its miss. Yeah, and I have yet to read Ultimate Spider Man. I've heard nothing but good things about that. Same here. Um, did, yeah. did Bendis? Did you that tell me that Bendis did a read. checkmate run? Um, I think he's doing that right now. He's doing that right now. Yeah, I definitely yeah. need to check that out and see if it's yeah. worth anything. I don't even know who that is. Well, like they they checkmate is an organization, not a person. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Dan Didio like said, "Hey, would you like to fix the spies?" And he's like, "Okay, yeah." So he, that's why he did Event Leviathan to kind of take all of those different organizations and mm-hmm. fix them because they hadn't been used in so long. Yeah, and I, I, I like loved that. Greg Rucka's checkmate. Like that was, oh, yeah. th- was that's good. one of my favorite series. Ruck is perfect for it, though. Yeah. Like, that's his thing. I wish he would do more. I do, too. I just hate how it ended, because he had been building stuff up, and it just... Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why he jumped off, though, because he jumped off, like, the last couple issues. They got they put someone else in after him, and he, yeah. like, killed it. He that, must as have been, been busy or something. Something like that, I guess. But maybe Michael Bendis does some good with this. I'll have to look into it. Hopefully by next cast, I'll know about it. I'll mention right quick that I read. um, I had a backlog of some detective comics. Uh, This was like pre-issue 1000. So they're Mm -hmm. like maybe a year old or so. Maybe a little older. Um, But it was one of them was called On the Outside. And that was like kind of a black lightning centered story where he's um trying to lead the team and there was this guy that was going after batman who somehow knew who batman was but he's like a new guy like he wasn't he wasn't anybody you would know and it was kind of like hush kind of it was not nearly as grand scheme as that okay yeah uh, it turned out they showed a flashback, and apparently Batman had like left this guy for dead um, out in that some don't desert. Make no sense. Right? Yeah, but like he left him there, and the guy like came back and got some a hold of some mystical mask or something, and was able to like figure out who Batman is. And he he found after. one of the Aztec stone masks. Yeah, <laughs> from JoJo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was volume eight. I mean, it was fun. It wasn't bad, but um, I don't know. Uh, volume nine was called "The Face the Face," and that was all about Two Face, obviously. You sure it wasn't about Clayface? Oh, You're geez. talking to the wrong Harley. <laughs> um, apparently, like I'm trying to remember, someone had just died. I think. Like Batman was investigating a murder, but it's like a a nobody case. So Gordon's like, "Why are you even here? Like, we don't need you for this." But come to find out that the body was actually switched, well, not switched, but like they did plastic surgery on him to make him look like someone else, and it ended up being someone that Harvey, I think, killed, like before he was Two Face. Mm-hmm. And so Two-Face was trying to, like, right that wrong. 
like he was trying to give that guy a different look so that they wouldn't find out that Harvey killed him. And the whole thing is that Two Face is obsessed with like two sides of a coin and balance. Mm-hmm. And if Harvey is bad, then there's no there's no good it's side. The same side, yeah. So he was trying to cover that up, I think. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It, it was it was a fair story. Like yeah. That. There was also a real like a one shot where How's this writing been since the old Tom King left it? No, this is detective. This isn't this isn't Batman. Yeah. Oh gotcha. Yeah. But that run has been really good. It's it's strong. Um I think it's better. Like the Tom King stuff, it's it's fine if you read it like several issues at a time. But if you're reading that thing bi weekly, you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so but yeah. What'd you what'd you read this month, Tanner? Tom King. <laughs> you read some Tom King Batman? No, I read some Tom oh. King Superman. Oh, you read that one. Okay. Superman up in the sky. Cover all the bases. Dude. So good. Was it really? Oh, so good. So good. The the, the top level view of the story is basically what would Superman do to save one little girl? And that's the whole story. And it is okay. so freaking good. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cried. I was, it was so good. I was worried and apprehensive to read this because there was an interview between like him and next to uh, Frank Miller. Yeah. And like the whole time Tom King was like going, man, Superman's so boring. And like he just didn't get Superman. <laughs> like he's he's that he's that guy, and Frank Miller was just sitting there like, "You've got it all wrong, man." <laughs> like <laughs> Superman is so interesting, and this is how you have to write him and stuff. So maybe he changed it for this book, but I don't know. Write him, he did because it was good. It was real good. It was. I I have like the uh, the Superman Valentine thing that you read. Yeah, yeah, right. read that. It's like that, in that I saved like screenshots of panels and stuff on. Yeah, my you phone sent some like to the group chat, didn't you? Of the Valentine's one, yeah, because Riley oh, just Val- read it. Riley, okay. did you like it as much as I did? I thought it was really good. Um, the guy who wrote it, I think his name was Jeff Loveness. I've never heard of him before. I haven't either. He's written a few things, but not like he's got a lot of love to give. It. He really gets Superman. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to see him write some more Superman. God, like um, Tom King to write some more Superman. That was amazing. The story was, like, about... Um, it was told from the perspective of Lois and how she views Superman, and she was going, like, back through the past and viewing, like, her not being able to figure out his identity and all that stuff and how she felt stupid and and how she admired how much he cares about each individual person. He doesn't just like go and save people because he, he needs to, he, he actually cares. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it really tugged at your heart a lot. There's a like whole a, issue in the, and Superman opened the sky where the little girl, it's after he saves her, it's the last issue. And all she's doing is asking him questions. Yeah. And it, it's so good. She's like, there's, there's one part where she's like, um, 
who would win in a fight between you and Batman? Like she's asking questions that like <laughs> yeah. you would ask if you met Superman. And he's like, Batman. She's like, why? <laughs> she's like, why and how? And he, he's like, because he would. And she, <laughs> because and then, he's Batman. Yeah, she, that's basically what he says. Because he's Batman. And she's like, really? And he's like, no, not really. But I'd let him win. And she's like, why would you let him win? And yeah. She, he was like, because it would make him feel a lot better than me. <laughs> that's and it's like. she's like well what makes you happy and he's like uh he he said his his work his job his family and then uh he said and the fact that i'm with you right now and i know you're safe and i was like oh Oh. yeah Yeah, that's you're awesome you're awesome yeah so great writing on tom king so i mean i'll i'll probably read that one a lot i did not expect it to be as good i didn't i didn't even I read it legit because I saw Tom King's name on it, and yeah. I saw Superman. I was like, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Is that one of his well as well? Yes, it is. It was one of the newer releases. That's why I was just like, all right, cool. I'll read that real quick while yeah. I'm on the way. That's cool. Ball I bet it maybe. read super it quick, good. dude, if it's Tom King. It's it's six issues, I think. Might be less than that. But, but apparently it was like in those Walmart issues, like you said. Yeah, it should be about the same So just length. in parts, in different parts yeah. in each one, and then they released a full one with them all together. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so good, though. Speaking Very proud. of Superman, I also read All-Star Superman. Yeah. By Grant Morrison. Like um, so I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. I really cannot stand Frank Quitely's art, though. Like, yeah, it's just it's a thing with me. It's a thing with me. Like a lot of people are like, "Man, it's it's so great." I'm like, you know, that's especially my thing with like Jeff Loeb art and stuff. See, Jeff Loeb's kind of different though. the The thing I have with Quietly is that he can make any woman ugly. Like Wonder Woman is supposed to be like really beautiful, and she just looks like she got hit in the face with a truck. You know, it's Sad really chest bad. area. No, just the face. um but other than that like i thought the story was pretty solid i liked all the different things that um he went through and like how he was trying to you know cross all the t's and stuff before he Mm -hmm. passed away because that's the whole concept um it reminds me a lot of an issue i just read from the 60s where batman i mean superman gets like infected by this krypton virus you talk about uh, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. No, this is like this is one you would have never seen. Um, it's just a random issue I read oh, okay. that someone was talking about because this whole virus reminded them of that issue. Oh, okay. So I went back and read it, and like it's the same. Like he he tries to stay away from Supergirl, obviously, because she can get it. She's from Krypton, um, but he like back then he had a whole fortress full of uh, robot Superman. So he sent them to like do all this stuff, and I swear you know, I read this. Yeah, right. If if it's very similar, and I think that's where Grant Morrison got the idea. I, I swear it's in the book that I have. Yeah, <laughs> super old Superman it, it's, story. It's really super. It's really. Does a, he fly away at or, the end? Like leave the planet. Superman. Yeah. No, Does he, he stopped being Superman. No, at the. At the end, he finds out that he didn't even have it at all. Oh, okay. Well, that's not so. Yeah. But I do remember Robot Superman doing stuff. Yeah. So I'm the pretty whole, sure uh, that's where he pulled it from. 
Probably. That whole having a disease thing in the original idea for Fallout 3, like before Bethesda bought it, the story was going to be that you escape from this prison, and it turns out it was a quarantine prison. So everyone you've met throughout the game, you've been given this new plague to. Nice. Oh. Yeah, that was gonna be that was gonna be the big twist of that game. Mm. Bet you're an asshole. That well, you could twist. be an asshole. Yeah, you could be an <laughs> asshole. Like how Riley plays Swoto. That would honestly really suck. <laughs> I would hate that. Yeah, it's like well, I've doomed the entire wasteland. Did y'all and, ever play uh, Spec Ops the line? No, I've uh, watched a playthrough, and there's the white phosphorus scene. Yeah, I've, I've played is... it. I played it because it was one of the PS Plus titles when it was on mm. PS3, when I had my PS3. It was really good. Very sad, though. Very mm. sad game. You're the bad guy. You don't realize it until the very yeah. end, but you're the bad oh. guy. Yeah. That, that game was like a apocalyptic scenario where like a global warming went super fast, and like there wasn't much water around in the desert. I so thought they were just in Dubai. It was like a post-apocalyptic Dubai, though, wasn't it? I don't think so, because Dubai just doesn't have water as it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. It's a hot place. Yeah. You but drop like, white phosphorus on civilians. You do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's a choice, yeah. but like at the time, it makes sense to make the white phosphorus Remember, choice. the Russians. Yeah. Yeah, you at the time, it's no like, Dubai let's revenge on these people who just, like, tried to kill us and stuff. And they're like, okay. Then you shoot the white phosphorus, and you're like, oh, there was a bunch of civilians down there. Don't that make you feel bad? <laughs> and you're like, yes, yes, it does. That is the line, and we just crossed it. <laughs> <laughs> Rally, we want to talk about this book that I didn't like yet. What? Well, I mean, I've... I've, I've yeah, I've stuff. Noticed. Why did okay. you not like it? Well, we'll get into that. What the heck? I probably it, right? won't understand. Um, but back to, to All-Star Superman. Um, I thought it was really good, but it's definitely not my favorite Superman story. Like A, lot of, you, a lot of people say this is the story. Um, what is my favorite? I think my Grant Morrison might be my favorite. That or Superman <laughs> for all seasons. I mean, not, no, <laughs> not Grant Morrison, but uh, Tom King, sorry. Tom King is your favorite Superman That story. might be my favorite Superman story. Well, it's that and then the Valentine special, probably. Maybe Superman for all seasons. Those would be I top three, definitely. I don't know. I can't really think of one right now. Probably Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's a good that's one. A really, that's a really good one. Did you read anything else? Um, I played <clears throat> Fallout New Vegas, but I've recently gotten it on the PC and have started going through the joys of modding, which has kept Fallout New Vegas alive yeah. since 2010, since it came out. And I played one of the big, like, expansion-sized mods that have been, like, teased for, been in development for years uh, Fallout New California and it added for me about 9 hours of gameplay which is pretty good it's pretty much a, the size of the DLC expansions the 4 expansions that take you outside of the Mojave in uh, the original Fallout New Vegas game but I mean 
my opinion of it is the beginning was amazing. Like it had some of the most interesting backstories. It had some interesting characters that you're introduced to. It's a true RPG, and they like uh, you get a lot of choice when you make your character. So your character starts out growing up in a vault, but you were born outside the vault and brought in. But you get this choice where you're playing football. Okay, just playing football on the team, and you choose if you want to tackle a dude or dodge. And if you tackle him, you basically uh, tackle and score the winning touchdown. If you dodge, he tackles you, and like you break a leg or something, and uh, you your team loses the game. And if you so if you choose the tackle option, you're popular, dude. You uh, a good soldier. It opens up a bunch of different perks and uh, conversation options. And if you don't, then you give other options going into a different way. And you're more focused on, like, science and intelligence stuff rather than brute force and strength, like if you chose the tackle option. That's really in-depth. Yeah, it is. They really went in-depth. That's Rick and Morty. (laughs) Yeah. So Life of Brian or whatever. You... Do you can do a bunch of quests during this little prologue, and the vault you're in, Vault 18, is very well designed, and the characters in it are very well written. You have some companions that you can recruit later on, but once you leave the vault and the vault kind of gets destroyed behind you, that's when the story takes a sharp dive, and the lead designer, like the guy who was over the whole thing, uh, has said that, yeah, it wasn't the best I could have done, but all my writers left and with half finished scripts, so I just kind of had to do whatever I could do. He Game and, of Thrones too. Yeah, pretty much. The quests are still RPG fashion. You can do them and finish them in a lot of different ways for whatever you want for your character, but there's just no investment in doing it. Like It's like I'm out here, and now I'm fighting this big battle, but I don't really care. Like it doesn't do a good job of making you feel invested in the story. Me and any RPG. Yeah, pretty much. Then you've got a, at the end, the ending was just like, I was expecting a huge final battle with the enemy and it's just four dudes and you can talk them down. It was very reminiscent of the fallout three ending, which I didn't like. No one liked it. So, I mean, it, it had problems, and the companions beyond their initial like uh, quest and everything were very bare bones, and there wasn't much else to it. Uh, but otherwise, it was uh, fun. It was a fun way to experience, a, get into modding, and just begin mm-hmm. with that. So yeah. I feel like the best mods are when they add missions and stuff. I, yeah, I do have uh, some the some guy series of mods which are uh the most popular quest mods that have been made for new vegas like there's the main one is called new vegas bounties and you're basically a bounty hunter and go after all these different uh bounties it's fully voiced there's new characters added and it's well written there's also the inheritance there's several of them i haven't completed them all yet but i mean mm-hmm. yeah i've liked i've liked getting into modding and being able to revisit my a fresh take on my favorite game. That's cool. That yeah. is awesome. Um, I also read Absolute Carnage this month. Finally got mm-hmm. to read that. Yeah, that's, that that's your favorite Spider-Man villain. Yeah. 
Um, so it's by, Don, it's by Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. I didn't know he, Carnage he's... was your favorite villain. Yeah, he is. I just like uh, how unapologetically evil he is. I agree with like, that. I like, you can never okay. write write Carnage at, like where you feel sorry for him or you relate to him or anything. And I like that. It's he's pretty much the Marvel Joker. Yeah. So, I guess that's why I like him so much. And he looks sick. <laughs> like, he does. there's not a better looking villain, You're in my right. opinion. Just um, get ready for the Woody Harrelson movie. Yeah, I'm ready, what man. Is it, what is it I called? Let There Be Carnage? Ain't, it? ain't that yeah, what it's called? Something Let like there that. Be Carnage. I had no idea this was a thing. I think yeah. he'll be perfect. What did they say? It's the Spider-Man universe of movie characters? Yeah, Spunk. Spunk. Yeah. <laughs> Spunk. This is by Sony? Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the Sony universe for, okay. for Spider-Man. The but Spider-Man I'll... universe of movie characters. But the comic was really fun. Um, it's mostly about Venom more than it is Carnage. Because Carnage is a villain, but you follow Venom a lot, Eddie Brock. And basically, if you've ever been in contact with the symbiote, you still have part of it inside of you. And you get Carnage, cancer. And Carnage, um, apparently, they Donny Cates just wrote into the mythos of this symbiote god called Null, and apparently he's been asleep for millions of years or whatever, and Carnage, of course, is trying to wake him up and bring him to Earth, right? And he needs all of the pieces of the different symbiotes to wake him, so he's going around and he's, like, ripping out people's spines and, like, raiding different um, corpses for people As who you do. have the symbiote. And he's getting all that together. And so that's... My line, Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole premise. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was better than I thought it would be. Like, I thought it was just going to be, like, kind of stupid fun. Kind of like DC Metal by Scott Snyder. That's what it reminded me of by the look of it. But it was actually pretty in-depth and interesting. And it leaves off, it doesn't leave off, like, resolved. It it seems like it's going to continue. Um, because the way it ends, spoilers if you care, but... I don't. Um, at the end, he wakes Null, but that's where it ends. Like, they had the whole big fight and everything, and Venom tried to stop him, but he wasn't able to. And mm. so, he was awakened. So, I don't know... I don't know if they'll finish that in the Venom run or if they're going to, like, do another event. Probably do another event. Um, but it was good. It was really fun. It sounds good. Yeah. I also was able to... Um, I'm, I'm a couple issues away, but pretty much finished the first omnibus of Uncanny X-Men by Chris Claremont. Um, really fun What stuff. was the Josh Wheaton... Joss Whedon, that's Astonishing X-Men. That's that right. Came out, okay. It came out like the mid-2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. Is this Uncanny? Is this the one that focuses more on Kitty Pride and stuff? Um, She's not in it yet. Gotcha. But yeah. it is. But she will be. Gotcha. Um, so this is like right after the Stan Lee run, which didn't do so well at the end. 
Um, X-Men was a failing title. Nobody was buying it. In fact, at the at the end of the title, they were reprinting old stories just to like try to make a little money on them. They weren't writing anything new. Well, then enter Chris Claremont, and he takes the X-Men to a new level to where it had never been before. Everything you know about the X-Men is pretty much by Claremont. It's not Stan Lee, for the most part. Even Beast, before he was like just a giant... He he looks like a man, but also a gorilla. <laughs> so, but, he's, mm-hmm. but he's like... Uh, uh, uh. He still has the skin of a man and like just looks like a person, but he looks weird. And this is where you get the blue furry beast in this run. Okay. Um, also, you get, you know, it's the first appearance of uh, Wolverine, Storm. Who else? Uh, I mean, Banshee, but you don't really, nobody knows Banshee a lot. He was in first class, wasn't he? Might have been. Uh, Colossus. Love Colossus. Colossus is cool. And Nightcrawler. The Russian. So it started, it kicks off with giant size. Giant size. Fighting Dirt. Yeah. My favorite scene is from Deadpool when he, when Deadpool's outside with the boombox. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What was the. I need to go back and watch the little girl's name. That was best friends with the Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, Yukio. Yukio, and he would always say, hi, oh, Yukio. Yeah. Hi, Yukio. So cute. Hi, Wade. Hi, Yukio. Yeah. Hi, Yukio. Yeah. Hi, Wade. Um, God, I loved her. So I, need, I need to watch awesome. Deadpool 2 again. That's one of I my favorite too. movies, to I be do honest. Too. Let's do Deadpool in review, or X-Men in review, and do all the X-Men movies plus Deadpool. That would be a, a task. That's an, that's an undertaking. Yeah. That, that would be fun, though. I think it's ten movies. It wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Nah, we get to watch Logan. That's true. I need to watch I have, the black have, and white version. I haven't seen still Logan. haven't watched it. Oh my god, Logan's awesome. You haven't seen Logan at all? No. Right. Probably, we've established that I've missed quite a lot of movies. That that one is literally the best though. It <laughs> yeah. is. It's probably like my it's, favorite comic book movie. It it is near the top of every comic movie. Um so in this book, we get to see like the new team come together, and the only X Men from before in it are Cyclops East. and Jean Grey. That's Ooh. that's the only two that carry over, kind of. Gene, Gene, Gene. Um, Take that back. Let's just watch the old X Men cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> but like, there's so much good in this book, and like. You, you just see, like, relationships forming between the team, and they all go out on dates and stuff, and um, not too long in this book, we get to see Jean Grey get the Phoenix, um, and then toward the end of this book, I think, she's starting to become the Dark Phoenix. Next book will be the Dark Phoenix Saga. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. But there's... There's so much good art in this book also. Like Dave Cockrum does a lot of it at the beginning and then it switches to John Byrne and he is like, you know, the the face of the X-Men pretty much. Like he's he's the one that draws most of the stuff that, that you know about. Mhm. And he was also like a co-plotter for a lot of the stuff too. Like 
he, the first couple of issues he did, he wasn't. But for the most of the run, he was a co-plotter with Chris Claremont. So he was writing this stuff also. Um, there's some cool fights with Magneto and Eric the Red. Um, they go to... I don't remember what they called the planet. It was really stupid. It didn't have a name, really. But um, I bet it was called Zuranar. No. Have you ever heard of the Shi'ar Empire? Isn't that who the no. people were in the Phoenix yes, movie? I, th- I think so, yeah. Um, but apparently... Uh, Professor X was having some visions because he was somehow connected psychically to the princess of that world. Her name is Lilandra. And they, the, in a story, the X Men get separated. Gene and Beast, they get cut off from the rest of the X Men. Well, both groups think that each other is dead. So mm-hmm. Gene and Beast escape. They go back to Professor X and they're like, the X Men are dead. And you know, Professor X is distraught, and he leaves the world to go off with Lalandra. So, in this point in the story, he's there with her. Lalandra. Yeah. But then, toward the end, the X-Men kind of get back together. But Professor X is still, you know, not in Earth. And during that time, um, Cyclops also, like met a new girl and he was like you know starting to date her because he thought Jean was dead but now he finds out she's alive and he doesn't know what to do triangle. and um toward the end of this uh, this is when I guess they your s- question will go unanswered tanner i guess so you say? i didn't hear what so you was said it emma frost what emma frost yeah no no oh. she's not in here yet Oh, um, I like him, my friend. But we do get to see Jason Weingard. <laughs> she was played by January Jones. Yeah. We do get to see Jason Weingard, who is the head of the uh, um, Hellfire Club, which mm-hmm. Emma Frost is in. Yeah. Um, so that'll be coming up, too. And we also, for the first time, it's mentioned that Wolverine has an adamantium skeleton. Okay, yeah, that's pretty big. So, so later on, biggest, yeah, biggest advantage. Yeah, and later on we'll find out in the '80s, I think, is when they write that Weapon X story. You know, where he's being experimented on, they give him the skeleton and everything. There's also a story in Japan where you know, it, it, reminds, it reminds me a lot of um, Wolverine the movie oh, hey, when he like falls in love with a <laughs> Japanese woman. He speaks Japanese in the comic. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. But I just I think these X-Men movies had a lot of influence from this series. i <laughs> show you some of the, the art here. Yeah, the movies had influence on the series. What are you talking about? I said I'm starting to think that the series had a lot of influence on... Oh, yes, definitely. They actually consulted with Claremont in the movies. That makes sense. Because, like, when they were first starting to make the movies, they really didn't know where they were going. And they had a conversation with him, and he's like, all right, this is the X-Men. And he explained to them, like, the different relationships and what they're really supposed to be. And they completely turned it around. So those first couple movies would not have been good at all if they hadn't talked to him first. Makes sense. I mean, 
you'd miss out on iconic characters like Basketball Kid. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you remember that? You remember and that, one of the X Men. Yeah, one of the X Men <laughs> movies. There's a kid whose power is he's just really good at basketball. What movie? One of the X Men movies because they're like outside. They're outside the building, and there's this kid oh, who's shooting basketball, and he just class? makes every shot. I think so. Makes me think of first class. Basketball kid. Well, lastly, I read uh, this book, which we're going to be talking about tonight, Batman Creature of the Night by Kurt Busiek and John Paul Leon. I really like the art in this book. The art? Yeah, it was good. Jean Paul? This is the same guy the, who did uh, Secret Identity, right? No. Who did Secret Identity? Brad Meltzer. Damn, I thought. Oh, oh, yes, yes. I thought you meant Identity Crisis. My bad. No. He did see Superman Secret Identity. Yes. Yeah, you could tell it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Also, the the artist kind of helped with the story a bit. He changed some things and helped the story kind of mesh together better because this story was written over the course of like maybe ten years. Um, just really. Trying trying to get it published and everything it was it was an idea you had for a long time hmm. yeah tanner not like it but uh before we go i, I, I liked one it at thing. first i liked it at first but i felt like it fell apart at the end okay is that all you've read riley yeah this is, this is my last book okay i'll just say the last thing i've been doing is I uh, started a new Dungeons and Dragons campaign in it's fifth D&D. edition. D and D. Yeah, think, found out. Still think we need to do a Star Wars campaign. And I'll make your characters, and I mean, I'll try and come up with something. But uh, um, yeah, we. I'm playing a rogue. We started at level five. Our party has a sorcerer. A cleric who's also multi-classing uh, into paladin, I believe, and a barbarian. We have more people, but those were just the only people who uh, showed up uh, to the first session alongside the DM. And uh, the DM has been very good at creating a very nice world. And we were, we started with like the first day being like in on the mainland, pretty much. We're all in the army, like we all got mm-hmm. conscripted to fight, and. Uh, I just he's like what do you guys want to do on your last day and I was like well I'm gonna go around the supply area since I'm a rogue thief and see if I could steal something and I stole this magical item and I had no idea what it did and I tried to get it appraised and no one knew and there was a language on it that I couldn't read so I was trying to do all this shit and apparently just the other dude in our party could read it and he was like oh yeah this is what it does here you go like right before we shipped off I was like thanks thanks for letting me know <laughs> So I did that. This was a long session. Um, then we shipped off. We landed in on the Isle of Light. It's what it's called. And we're fighting these uh, uh, dark spirit-like enemies. The cat jumped on me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Zuki will do that. And... We decided not to stay in the main port too long just to go ahead and get to our posting as fast as possible. So we joined this caravan that had uh, like 50 soldiers and five of them were these really elite types and the commander was one of them too. And I kind of talked to the commander and got a way of what we're fighting and whatnot. We got ambushed. We lost like 60% of the caravan, but we, our party managed to fight and uh, we managed to win. 
and I managed to kill one of the big bags. And uh, we managed to get to the fort. We delivered a bunch of food, so mission accomplished. And yeah, that was our first session, and we'll be continuing tomorrow. Cool. I have no idea what any of this means, but I support it. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tanner. Can I come in as a guest character tomorrow? <laughs> He's not answering. I think that's a no. Uh, what are you talking about? I don't think you could be a guest character. We're really Damn, only wanting people who would want to play seriously. Like we no joke yeah. characters. Gosh, Tanner. Dang it! Serious I want to be the character only. that just comes in and then dies. I want to be that side character who has fun. Alright, so let's get into Batman Creature of the Night. So, right quick, you guys can help me give me like a basic outline of what this book is. Um, It kind of... Superman's secret identity, but Batman. Right. If you haven't read that, though, um, I this, haven't. This says DC, and it, it's not a black label book or anything. Um, but it like it doesn't take place in the DC universe. It takes place in like kind of real life. But it's also yeah. don't mistake it for a true story because it's also just fiction. Yeah. Um, but it's about this kid whose name is Bruce Wainwright. He's not rich or anything really, but he like. He loves Batman. Yeah, he loves reading old Batman comics. And he has an but, uncle named Alfred. Well, they're not... Yeah, they're yeah, not really of. old when Who's he's gay? young. Well, he didn't grow up in 1940. <laughs> he grew up in the 1960s. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, it was the late 60s when his parents died. I don't know, because they were later he, all he, he was in, no. He he comments about like, it about Alfred because he finds out Alfred was gay, and he says that yeah, if I went with him in a gay part of town because that's where he lived, yeah, like in a town, and it was yeah. the late sixties, then it they people would have talked and it would just wouldn't have worked. So that's why Alfred never took took him in and adopted him. Yes. So the kid like he loves batman already but early on in the story his parents get shot and killed in a robbery gone wrong um, yeah it wasn't in an alley like they were in yeah. they they walked into the their house and uh, the robbers got caught like that but like while they're robbing and at, uh, ever since that happens like he he starts seeing this later on this bat creature thing flying around and like being people up in the street and he's like, you know, what is this? So you spend the whole story figuring out what that actually is, um, which I thought was a pretty cool twist at the end. Um, yeah. But it's basically like you can see a lot of parallels between people who like experience trauma and they put it onto something, you know, that helps them get through it. Um, but overall, this story gets a. 10 for me because it's by Kurt Busiek and I just really like the story. It it hooked me in. I read the whole thing in one afternoon. Um, I just really enjoyed it a lot. It was good. I definitely enjoyed it. It was like a good real, real life take and a lot of more like a horror and uh, like a psychological story was the main Mm-hmm. point of this it had also had some good detective work and a very real yeah. uh uh 
very real statement, I will say, on what Batman in our world would look like, like uh, how just beating people up and solving crimes doesn't always work. Yeah. Which I, I really like that. Mm. Like, uh, he goes after a, a very corrupt politician. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, ends up he uncovers... Yeah, no, he in he uncovers all this stuff and releases it, but he only released it the day before the election, and so it didn't matter. Yeah, the people yeah. voting him in just just voted anyway. Like it only affected him by six or seven percent, and he had too much of a landslide. Yeah. So he was like, it doesn't matter. Like he would repeat that over and over. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Like, I you can't fix it. This world is sick and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I give it a six. I think it had a very strong start, fell apart in the end, and that makes me give it a six. Okay, so let's get into why it fell apart for you. Okay. I think that I didn't like his whole brother and the whole twist of him, his brother being basically dead and somehow still Batman. Didn't care for that. I didn't care. I really enjoyed that. I didn't. (laughs) I, I, I think it worked. I mean, I don't think well, it takes. Well, if, you, if Batman, you took it away, not yeah, really. Do even need that? Yeah, well, yeah, not really. Kind of like, kind of like his spirit lives on in him. Yeah, but I thought you could. Uh, Did you really need that? Away. You just said he was yeah, Batman that's you could have taken point. it. You could have taken it away. <laughs> you could have took that out. Never, never done that. Thing. Yeah, you could have. You could, but like at the same time, this is not real this is still fiction so like yeah. that's what he wants to do then you know i thought it was cool i yeah. like i like the relationship that he got to like kind of reconnect with a brother he did he never knew he had yeah that's that, the part i liked about it yeah so. i just didn't really see a point of any of it i feel like they build up a lot of stuff like oh this is batman in the real world what would happen to I batman think, in the real world yeah. it's like one thing nothing Nothing would happen to him. <laughs> One thing was the connection of uh, Gordon. He meets this officer, and he calls him Officer Gordon. Yeah. And uh, he meets characters who are named after characters from Batman. And right. this one, he was supposedly connected to criminals, Gordon was. But, I mean, nothing really came of that. Mm-hmm. I just want to say Superman's secret identity had the same problem as this story did. With really strong beginning and then kind of mediocre end. Um, I love the how every issue starts with uh, an old Batman comic. I yeah, thought that yeah. was cool. Um, and also, a lot of the story is uh, narrated by Alfred, his uncle, or Robin, like, who kind of like uh, yeah, at the end, um, who pretty much oversaw like his finances and everything that his parents left behind you know what i thought from the beginning that wasn't true at all what i thought alfred was gonna be batman oh yeah no just gay yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um because i know i was like oh he's hiding something he's not gonna take care of him he was hiding something he was hiding right so i'm like he was hiding it in the closet (laughs) he's gonna be batman um but no, it did not end up being that. It but ended up being a I ghost of, man. I thought it was really cool how like Bruce would like 
you know, Slash invest in these random companies that were just kind of named after something in a Batman comic, and he would he would pick those, and they would somehow work out for him. And, and then millions. it turns out that it was because of the Batman spirit. Like he Some crashed, them, a, yeah. he crashed a ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that African man Lucius Fox? Yes. I don't think they ever named him, or did they? I don't remember his name. I don't either, but I feel like that's it was, was Malcolm or something. It was like uh, it was an M name, Malcolm. Yeah, you're right, Wyatt. Mm. I think he was supposed to be more like Lucius. Malcolm thing. or Malton, something like that. Malton. Malton. The the insight into what Bruce is going through throughout the book, I think, is really well done. Like yeah. his stages of grief and um, how. You know, he gets to a point where he just doesn't really care about the world anymore because, like, everything he tries to do, it doesn't do anything. Even when he messes up, there's no consequence. Because, um, like, it, it was, I think at the end, it was like he he would get, he would show up in his office, like, you know, the office is trashed and he's like, you know, his clothes are ripped and everything and someone's there to clean up the mess, you know. Yeah, he just gets to a point of apathy. Hey, he even says like uh, he he comments on how because of his station and uh, his authority is just being rich, the rules don't apply to him, and he can yeah. always get out of whatever by lawyers and money. Yeah, and he's like he's so he really doesn't like that, you know. Yeah, like he he gets arrested at one point and you know bailed out of jail, and then there's no consequence, you know. Yeah. Um, I really like the visuals of this Batman creature when he's slashing yeah. people. That was cool when he gets into the fight with the guy at the end of the book where he turns into the bat and strikes him. Yeah, like yeah. he it was like only a it was like a bar fight. Here's, here's a cool scene on the rooftop with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically yeah, I like I just don't like I don't like mystical Batman, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Too yeah. much like the Spectre or something. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot like that. I That's love why how I was just like, I'm not into this. He's seeking he vengeance. Um, he keeps asking him if he's safe, you know, all yeah. the time. So that's... I guess that's the brother connection. Looking yeah, back. I like at the end when he hands him his pills. Yeah. <laughs> safe. Safe. You're safe now. Take pills. Yeah. <laughs> you you get healthy now. Okay. <laughs> I've driven you crazy long enough. You're yeah. safe. At one point, he jumps off a rooftop and is caught by the creature. Yeah. Or he transformed into it. And uh, either way, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy though. Yeah, it was a lot of weird stuff. I like when he kissed Robin. Oh, yeah. I was he's like, like, why? He's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, like, and then it's never addressed again. And she still is like, I have to go save Bruce. It's a different time. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Well, like, he just, just kind of 
read the situation wrong, and then they just, you know, kind of forgot about it after that. Who yeah. was his girlfriend at the end? I thought that was wrong. Some some girl oh, from college. It, yeah, it was the girl he met in college earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. For yeah, some he reason, banged a lot of girls in college. Too. This I looks just that. like... Do you remember in the Batman Arkham game when you're, like, hallucinating with the yes. Scarecrow stuff? And I thought the red eyes looked like, like Arkham a lot. But, yeah. Odd story. I dug it. I thought it was cool. It had a lot of, like, he was he was even a detective in the story, like Batman. You know, that was cool. Like, he had a whole pin board with different things. He was trying to, like, connect all the different um, things that were happening, but it ended up that he was the connection. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you're the dude. You're looking for yourself. It's like in SpongeBob where he's got the side. <laughs> Madman. <laughs> the maniac is in the <laughs> mailbox. Yes. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like, I really liked. Uh, I think the play, the story takes place in Boston, but yeah. it really yeah. is like it looks a lot like Gotham. And <laughs> I appreciated the, the start of the book where they was talking about New York City, and it was like New York, Gotham. Well, it's also Metropolis. <laughs> Yeah. So let's go for Boston. Yeah. Yeah, in this uh in this hardcover he talked about about that, you know, choosing what city he wanted to put it in. He decided on Boston because it was a little more gritty and um not metropolis, you know. That's why he went for that. Yeah, but I, I honestly New York because I it's New York and you got Hey, I'm walking here, and just people being jerks. That mm-hmm. fits Gotham more than Metropolis to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've always saw like Metropolis as New York, and Gotham as like Chicago. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that works. But yeah, not my cup of tea. But I'm glad y'all liked it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I like realistic tales of superheroes and stuff. I think my favorite realistic Batman story is the Earth One series. That's really good. If you've yeah, never read Earth One, pretty cool. I really like those. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, it's I like, like I like realism. Th- those books are a lot like Batman Begins, where he's just mm-hmm. like figuring it out, and his gadgets aren't the best, and he gets beat up a lot. <laughs> Yes, he does. And Alfred is it, is it like when yeah. Deadpool starts off in the first Deadpool movie where he's trying out all these different suits? <laughs> no, he just has this cool looking suit. Alfred yeah. is blind. The, the Christian suit, Bale, no blood, blood. The Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale Batman movies are really good, but like yeah. he gets like his ass kicked oh, so much. That too, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Gotta say. Uh, God. Liam Neeson is right. Al Ghul was so good. Ben Affleck Batman though. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's that's why I like liked Batman v Superman. That would be because... the Batman I would be most scared of if I was yeah. a, if if I was a criminal and I had a choice a choice between any of the movie Batmans. Yeah, on screen, to like, yeah, yeah, to to get me, it would definitely be him. Like he'd be the scariest. Yeah. I, I think I could take Adam West Batman. <laughs> Just see him dancing around. Yeah, dancing, d- dancing with Cleopatra. 
。ドゥルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルル
the, I don't think Gears Five was received very well. Like, probably doesn't, not. Doesn't it kind of kind of tail off from the rest of them a lot? I don't know. I'm not a Gears fan. I think it does, but like the past couple have not been that fun, honestly. I don't know. I'm excited for PlayStation to reveal well anything. Anything? Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry. I feel sorry for Tanner over here on the Sony Playboard. Honestly, I think that Sony controller may, looked pretty sweet. Sony may be doing a repeat of the it whole adds, PS3 added thing. Some weight to it. Yeah. I think I think Sony has greatly underestimated Microsoft going into this so generation. What you're is, so what you're saying is. Like PS3, they're still going to outsell Xbox. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I think Microsoft I don't think is... any console is going to do that great, honestly. Yeah. Just based. Hopefully we're over this soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will we'll brave coronavirus to get like Cyberpunk 2077. Um, do do we know if Doom is going to be an upgrade title? Because that I feel like that could run on the new system. I feel like with the Xbox stuff, didn't they say that all of y'all's games are going to be automatically like upgraded, and also they will release on both for like two years? Yeah, they're still supporting are the they? Xbox One. Mm-hmm. For all the exclusives years. will still be on the regular Xbox. But I'm, like but I'm saying, is there a Series X copy of that game? Or do we know? I feel like there would be. Like I, I know it'll know run that, on there, but... Yeah, that's what... Cyberpunk is doing a free well, like, upgrade. If I, if I, yeah, so you will, get, you will get a free upgrade, but I think they're going to do a release with uh, added stuff for right. the Series X because of all that hardware. So... Mm-hmm. We'll have to just wait and see. Yeah. It'll be a wait and see kind of thing. Just like, I would love to just wait for Doom, you know. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't seem, I haven't heard that it's a free upgrade. So yeah. I would be willing to wait for that. Yeah, and just buy it outright. Yeah. And if it is a free upgrade, then you can just go get it used for like 20 bucks. It's true. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> but like those those um, those couple games have been really good. Like they're super fun games, so yeah. I'm excited about the new one. I Me still too. haven't got it yet. Me yeah, I'm, too. I'm excited for Halo. I'm excited to see things Obsidian will make. I'm ex- very excited for Cyberpunk. I don't think I've ever been this excited for a game. Valhalla, because I mean I'm. Valhalla got me with that trailer. Like I'm, I might be, be be getting that, you know. I'm not usually into good. that kind of thing. So I still expect Ubisoft to have God their of War. RPG I guess God of War mechanics two, two. in there that don't need to be there. Yeah, that's pretty much I mean, what it is. <laughs> they they War, put two, two. they put RPG yeah. mechanics in just Recon, the last the breakpoint that came out this year, and it was terrible. Yeah. What is, is it called? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the new God of War game will be called Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Just give him the hammer. <laughs> I mean, he's, that's, I mean, that's kind of what. Spoilers for God of War, who hasn't played it, but yeah. at the end of God of War, Thor shows up at your house. Yeah. 
and he like strikes lightly and then it kind of goes to credits. Didn't he like kill his own son or something? He killed both of his sons. Oh, okay. They were trying to kill your son. Boy! Has there Atreus. been any news for the new game? No. No? Okay. No. Atreus! I'm uh, wondering. What do you know about that's coming up? For... For PlayStation. That you're in. Uh... Last of Us 2. Well, Last of Us 2, well, you've got release dates. I don't really care for Ghost of Tsushima. If you listen to the new podcast that's on the new Jimmy Gaming channel, and now I've called it Jimmy Games, uh, me and Keaton talk about what we look forward to with the uh, state of gaming and everything that's getting delayed and stuff. But I don't care for Ghost of Tsushima or whatever it is. It's about ninjas and stuff and Japanese culture. I'm not into that. Keaton is, though. Keaton's really excited for it, and that's by uh, Sucker Punch, and they made, like, Infamous and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hell, I would love a new Infamous game. Those games are good. Uh, but as far as Sony exclusives and what I'm excited for, I guess I would be... Uh, Last of Us 2 is obviously the biggest one. Horizon 2 will be good. But oh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, we don't really know of anything else. Spider-Man 2, obviously. I feel like that's yeah. probably the first or second year we'll get the, Spider-Man 2. When does the Avengers game come out? September. That's September. Okay. Ooh, I looked it's going to be trying up. to go against Cyberpunk. Yeah. I looked that up the other day because I was like, when is this game supposed to come out? Flop. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad, but yeah, might be. Might be. Yeah, that, you, last, that last trailer that released really just killed any excitement I may have had for that if game. It's got cross, yeah. if, it, if it's got crossplay though, and like we can all get on there as like different heroes and stuff, that that would be, that would be very fun. Yeah, I would have a good time with that. The thing is, like they all look bad. Like yeah. their, my, their outfits my, are bad. They look bad in the face. I just. My thing is with that game, it's. It, it looks good to me. I don't think it looks that bad. I don't think any of the characters look that bad. They look like game versions of different things. It's just we've, we've been so blessed with the MCU that we don't think of this stuff as... We think of average stuff as bad. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But uh, Honestly, the, I liked Captain America's new outfit. Oh, gosh, I hate that. No, I hate it. It looks favorite. like a riot shield or like a police officer. It, it has like I, these, I think it looks cool. these like police SWAT. It's SWAT vest. Yeah, it's it's a SWAT guy. Why? <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I, I Black like Widow's it. I ugly. Cool. Like <laughs> this, they oh. improved her. She did look ugly. At they first did. Time, okay. Yeah, they improved right. her in the last trailer I saw. I hope. I hope it's like they just add skins to where you can be. Like now, if you could make versions. Look- like pretty close to classic, I would be. Okay. Yeah, like, I figure they're gonna do that. My my biggest problem with these type of games is the games of service, and that's what this is gonna be. And they're just gonna keep updating it until yeah, they're it's gonna good. release. They're like, gonna release uh, half first, but then yeah. oh, it's good now. I don't like games being shit at first. I would prefer yeah. them being good at first, and then if you want to give me DLC, I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep giving me stuff. <laughs> We we really do to make it subpar. Batman, the Arkham yeah. games. Well, hey, hopefully Rocksteady comes through. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, just with modern game developers, it's really changed to that. Oh, we can just patch it later, just release it now and get whatever money we can, which really sucks. Really, the only ones who 
aren't in that camp is like Rockstar, very. <laughs> Tanner just left. Yeah, what the hell? He'll be back. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I had to plug my phone in. Yep, okay. <laughs> so, yep, really all we have left is Rockstar a little bit, because, I mean, they take a while to release a game, and when they do, it's going to be pretty good. Like, Red Dead, I was, I was okay, and uh, my wish was fulfilled with Red Dead uh, Redemption 2. I enjoyed that game quite a bit. Um, then you have uh, CDPR, of course. Like they they delay their games a lot, but I mean, as long as the finished product is like Witcher Three or what I expect Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to be, I will be fine with it. Is Rocksteady confirmed to be working on something right now? Supposedly, Riley, they were supposed to be doing the. I think they still will with Jeff Keighley, the guy who does the game awards and stuff like that. He just has uh-huh. like a summer fest type thing with multiple events and supposedly Warner Brothers is going to have an event. They were going to have their own conference at E3, but you know, E3 got canceled. Yeah. Okay. They'll have, they should, why, why They'll do are they going to do Potter their own game and then whatever Rocksteady's working on? Are they going to do their own okay. digital event like Microsoft is doing? That's what I'm guessing. Okay. That's, that's where we'll see Halo. But Stuff also, separate from that, we're also getting a game from Warner Brothers Montreal a new Batman, Batman game. game. So that, that, that excites me. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll play it. I'm more excited for whatever Rocksteady's working on. Do we know anything about the Batman game, though? Like, at all? Okay, I didn't think we did. Warner Brothers Montreal, no, we know. Yeah. Which is good, it'll, though. Yeah, it'll be... <laughs> It'll yeah. be Montreal, and they'll make their Batman game, and then I feel like I don't know, I don't know if Rocksteady's the one making the Harry Potter game or what. Could I hope be. that they're making a Justice League or just some other DC character. Green Arrow. Well, I hear the Superman game got canceled, so apparently that was a thing, and then it got canceled. So mm. sucks. It's hard I, to make a Superman game though. I guess Arrow's not as big as it used to be, but. That just seems like the next step. Dude, do that and give it horizon controls? But, Hell yeah. Yeah. But. Honestly, uh, one thing I'm excited to see would be some more stuff from 4A games and more Metro stuff because I was very yeah. happy with uh, Metro Exodus and uh, the two expansions that have been added on, uh, Tale of Two Kernels and... Uh, Sam's story. I really enjoyed Sam's story. That was very good. Uh, I don't know if they have finished all their single-player expansions, but I can't wait to see a Metro game in the next generation because on this generation, they already did a huge leap graphics-wise. Metro Exodus is a beautiful game, and they did a lot of good work on creating very immersive worlds. So I am excited to see what they bring in the future. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tanner, are we ready to go to the Jeopardy section? Yes, we are. Go ahead and pull it up. All right. We might do it. You just you just want to do it like a separate video for this? The Jeopardy? Yeah. Oh. No, I don't think so. We should add it on to the cast because I mean. Okay. Yeah. I just think right. this cast is going to be really long. Okay. You guys so- see this? Yes, I yes. Okay, so I'm not playing with y'all two, all right? All right. Tanner, all right, if so you y'all have like a piece start of paper acting like Alex Trebek right now. 
Do we have what now? No. Like a piece of paper or your phone. Use your phone. Uh, yeah. Use your okay, phone yeah. and just type it on like the notes app and then like show it to the screen. I can't do that because I'm on my phone. Oh. I can text it to ah, you, Tanner. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, no. Do you have a pen or paper nearby? Well, how are we buzzing in? <laughs> Tanner, just, just let me let, just let me text you the answer. Buzz. Well, we don't well, have to do have that until Final Jeopardy. Too. What? That that's going to be Final Jeopardy. We don't need that yet. Okay. Well, either way, y'all pick a number between one and five, and whoever's closer to the number in my head wins. Three. Uh, four. Riley wins. Of course he did. Why'd you pick the number in the middle, Wyatt? <laughs> because if Riley picked wrong, I would win. <laughs> Why'd you pick the number in the middle, Wyatt? Do you know the answers to these questions for the most part? Yeah, I looked at them all. Okay, that's good. All right, I'm, Riley, I'm the one having here? to click. Remember, right. you have to answer in a question. Y'all right. just, just say buzz when it's I'm going to go Heroes for 100. All right. Heroes for 100. Pull it up. This hero appeared oh. in Action Comics. Buzz. One. <laughs> All right, Riley. Superman. The, the actual answer is, who is Superman? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Press space bar, Riley. Space? Let's see if you got Oh, who is Superman? Yay! Yay! I Give yourself the... Plus, click the plus on the team one. You'll be team one. Cool. And just space again? Or what? Yeah, click, it, click escape. Oh. Okay. Alright, next one. I'll take heroes for 200. Okay. This hero is known for being your friendly neighborhood... Space. Buzz. I got Wyatt. Oh. You're f- what? I- Who is Spider-Man? That is correct, Riley. Show us the answer. Who Ooh. is Spider-Man? Good job, Wyatt. All right, Wyatt, you get to pick the next one. Heroes for five. Heroes for 500. In an interview with TotalFilm.com, Stan Lee stated that he wished he had created DC, Superman, and Batman along with this Marvel character. Along with this Marvel character. Um, I'll do it. Alright, Riley. Who is Spider-Man? No. Oh. Stanley created Spider-Man. What are you talking about? Well, he said along with a Marvel character. One Marvel character. Oh. I will will guess. Um, I can't think of who that would be. Oh! I know who it is. Uh, you already answered, so. Shoot. Do you um, want to guess or not? Like you don't. Captain America. Wrong. Uh, okay. Please show the answer, Riley. It was, it was Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh. Okay. Press escape. No points for no one. Why? Uh, uh, heroes for four. All right. At Comic Con, Harry Lennox quoted this hero. No idea who that quote, is. I want you to remember in all the years to come. In your most private moments, I want you to remember my name at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. Uh, Buzz. Alright, Wyatt? Who is Batman? Correct. Okay. Right, answer. Good job, I, for, I forgot to take points away from myself. Yeah. 500 away from you, Riley. Uh, it won't let me do... 
You were supposed to do it on when you got the spinner roll. That's fine. Just leave it Whatever. All right. You're up, Wyatt. Heroes for three. During the Crisis on Infinite Earth story, this hero sacrificed his own life to thwart the Anti-Monitor's plan to destroy Earth with an Anti-Monitor cannon. Buzz. Matter cannon. <sighs> Riley? What? What? That was Wyatt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was you. Who is... The buzz. Who is Pariah? I don't think that's right. That oh. is wrong. Riley? The Flash. Uh. It yes, was the flash. Yeah, it was Yay. the flash. Damn. Go ahead, Woo. minus for Wyatt. I did. Okay. All right. I'll take villains for 100. Okay. This villain first appeared in Batman number one. Oh. Shoot. Um, who is Two-Face? I don't actually know this one, so... Oh. I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to risk any points. So. Okay. okay. Oh, it Who was the Joker. Oh, wow. it was the Joker. No points for Riley. Okay. You don't have to mind it. Wait, well, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. yeah you did. Okay. You got it wrong. I'll do Go 200. Go ahead, Wyatt. Did Wyatt pick for 200? Oh, I know. I know. No, it was my pick because I picked the question the last question. But I thought you got it wrong the last time. I did. Yeah, but, I mean, he still gets to pick. Oh, okay. um, I buzzed in. It's uh, who is the Green Goblin? Yes. Woo. Well, I didn't get a chance. I was waiting for Tanner to read it. Sorry. It's all right. This villain is responsible for inspiring the creation of Deadpool. Uh, buzz. Wyatt. Who is Deathstroke? Wyatt, you are correct. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Who is Slade? <laughs> yes. Who is Slade Wilson? Uh, villains for five. Okay. This Superman villain is Ooh, only Buzz. banished by saying his name backwards, right? Who, Buzz, but you, I can't. Uh, Mixaplitzel. Yeah, that's close. Uh, Mr. 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 Pickle. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Missile Pick. Mixed yeah. That's right. I had, I had no <laughs> idea. idea. I know. <laughs> We are uh, even on the board. Let's do writers and artists for 500. Yeah, I don't right. know any of these. Okay, don't click that. I can. It's oh. just who did the art for Kingdom Come? Oh, who is Alex Ross? Yep. Woo! Yeah, this is a free category for Riley. Uh, they're not that hard wide. I knew a lot of them. Uh, let's do writers for 400. All right. This artist is responsible for X-Men number one, which holds the Guinness World Record for best-selling comic of all time. Who is Jack Kirby? I believe that is correct. I could be wrong. Jim Lee? Ooh. Oh, 1991. 1991. I missed that, that too. Minus those that. points. I missed that too, Riley. Yeah, I didn't catch the 1991. All right. Let's do story arcs for 300. All right. Scarlet Witch suffers from a mental breakdown and alters the fabric of reality, Ooh, thus creating Buzz. this famous story arc. Buzz, what is... Riley? What is House of M? Correct. Uh, movies and TV for 200. All right. This cartoon, which aired on Fox in the 1990s, faced many rules in the contract, one of which stating that the main character may never throw a punch. Buzz. Riley. What is Spider-Man the Animated Series? Correct. 
I knew it was Spider-Man, but I didn't know which one. Story arcs for 200. All right. This famous two-part story ends with the Watcher commenting that Jean Grey could have lived to become a god, but it was more important to her that she die a human. Uh, what is the Dark Phoenix saga? Yes. Uh, movies for 500. All right. This movie was filmed in secret under the title Rory's First Kiss. Rory. I don't know. I have no idea either. No I'm guesses. not, not going to guess. The only... The, it was the Dark, the dark Knight. Knight. How does that make sense? Yeah, because a, a lot when of I heard, when, a I lot heard of Rory, I just thought Doctor Who, and they have different names like Star Wars was Blue Harvest. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. Yep. Um, villains for four hundred. All right. Written oh, by I know. <laughs> David Michelle, this character's human component, Cletus Casty, was to be Marvel's answer to DC. I think there's some lag because I didn't even see it, and Riley was like, "Oh." Oh, well, who is it, Wyatt? Yeah. Uh, Carnage. Yes. Good job, Wyatt. <laughs> uh, story arcs for 500. On Kevin Smith's podcast, writer Grant Morrison commented on his interpretation of the famous story that no one gets the end because Batman kills the Joker. Oh, what is the killing joke? Correct. Yeah, that was it. Uh, 400 story arcs. In the mid-1990s, Tim Burton attempted unsuccessfully to adapt this famous story arc with Nicolas Cage as the lead role. Buzz. Go ahead, what? What is Watchmen? <laughs> no. Oh, darn. <laughs> Sorry. I just knew there was a, several movie attempts for that until Snyder said so that's what. What, I what is the death of Superman? Correct. Okay. Nick Cage loves Superman, by the way. He does. He yeah. loves children. Uh, we'll Kyle finish Miller. out story arcs. All right. Frank Miller wrote this story to quote, <laughs> "Give Batman his balls back." What is the Dark Knight Returns? Good job, Riley. Uh, movies for 100. All right. The tagline for the famous Christopher Reeve movie read, You'll believe a man can fly. Buzz. What? What is Superman? <laughs> yes. Uh, let's do movies and TV for 400. Bruce Tim shot the intro to this show using a rotating cabinet and action figures. Oh. Um. I have a guess, but. I want to say Justice League, the animated series. You're wrong. I thought so. 
what is Justice League Unlimited? You are wrong. Okay. The answer was Batman Beyond. How did he do that? I don't remember that at all. It just the little backgrounds were like dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> okay. You're up, Wyatt. No, I'm not. Oh wait, yes. yeah, I am. Uh, movies, TV for three. In an interview at the 2012 Fan Expo in Canada, Stan Lee stated this was his least favorite Marvel movie because they wrote the whole thing wrong. They made him too tragic. That's not the way I wrote him. Buzz. Wyatt? I'm going to say Amazing Spider-Man. No. Oh. What Take is... his points away, Rowley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What is Spider-Man 3? Nope. What the the answer was, was Daredevil. Really? Oh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, you're up, Wyatt. Mm, writing an artist for three. Responsible for pinning the <laughs> quote, I'm the goddamn... Who man. is Frank Miller? Rally guy. Uh, 200. Along with Jerry Siegel... This artist sued DC for profits and credit for the creation of Superman. Do you not know? I don't know. Who is Joe Schuster? Click. <laughs> and we'll finish it out at 100. The writer is responsible for penning the first issue of Spider-Man, Hulk, Fantastic Four, and X-Men. Who is Stan Lee? Yeah. Correct. Hey. And Riley is our winner. Do we not have Final Jeopardy? No. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't be able to win it anyway. Sure you can. I'll bet everything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then you'll you'll have double everything, and I'll have 800, maybe, (laughs) or zero. (laughs) All right. Mm. Yep. Well, trying to think of a good final Jeopardy. Sorry, what? <laughs> no, man. I've, I've already. I know I'm gonna lose a comic trivia with you. You literally did, have over. 50, you have probably five thousand comics. I didn't in know your collection. there was a lag with you though, because there were some that I got that you could have gotten. <laughs> yeah. It's I already okay. know. I'm I'm gonna lose these. Like that's just how it how it is. I had a good time with that. I like Jeopardy. Yeah. That was fun. I'll beat your ass in regular Jeopardy though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that was the Chimmy Comics Cast. We hope you enjoyed this show and this episode of the uh, podcast. And I hope you subscribe and like all our videos. And we'll see you next time, guys.